coming up on today's show. Those are the, the, the simple tasks with little effort that can get the ball rolling for them and give them some sense of accomplishment. And it sounds like you're just going around with a garbage bag and throwing a bunch of stuff away. Uh, I mean, do you recommend you go through, just kind of make a circuit through the house, or should you start in one room and just do everything in that room, or or time it and say, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes? So usually what I uh, suggest clients do is just identify why they're so fearful for one. You know, what what is their big fear? Quick wins with decluttering today on Keeping You Organized. Hello and welcome to Keeping You Organized, the show that brings you the best organizing tips, advice, and behind-the-scenes stories from the top professional organizers in the nation. I'm John Hunt from SME.com, and today we're going to talk about quick wins with decluttering. Our guest today is professional organizer Julie Ulmer from Minding Your Manor. Now, if you'd like to know what we talked about in this episode or any of our episodes, you can go to our podcast page at SME.com slash podcast. I'll repeat this information at the end of the program today, but for now, let's get into our episode on quick wins with decluttering and Julie Ulmer on today's episode of Keeping You Organized, brought to you by Smead. Welcome to Keeping You Organized. Today, we're going to uh, give you some quick wins. We're going to talk about decluttering, but sometimes decluttering overwhelms people and they don't know how to get rid of certain things and they sometimes just sit and think about it and don't make take any action. So we're going to give you some quick wins and we're going to bring on Julie Ulmer from Minding Your Manor. Uh, Julie, welcome to Keeping You Organized. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, Julie, uh, I, again, I, you know, we talk about decluttering, and I know there's a scale from, you know, a little mess on the table to the, hey, this whole place is crazy. But, um, you know, I, I know that one of the biggest factors probably in people not wanting to declutter is that they just, they're so overwhelmed and they don't even want to deal with it, right? Oh, absolutely. That's that's the first thing that I hear from potential clients. I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. So I like to, uh, when I work with clients and when I'm, I'm speaking uh, publicly, I like to encourage people to start with what we call the low-hanging fruit. Yes. So those are the easily attainable goals. Those are the, the, the simple tasks with little effort that can get the ball rolling for them and give them some sense of accomplishment. So there's a little bit of a payoff because once you get the ball rolling – it's not as as bad as that juncture where you're thinking about getting started, but you just don't know where to start. So I like to encourage people to identify some of those pieces of low-hanging fruit. Okay. Uh, for instance, um, scratched sunglasses, ill-fitting shoes, um, mostly burnt-out candles, uh, the freebie swag that you get when you run a 5K marathon or you go to a conference, um, stained flat pillows, anything that's been broken for more than six months. If you haven't fixed it in six months, what are the chances that you really are going to fix it? 
food storage containers that don't have matching lids, um, anything expired, food, medication, technology, uh, cosmetics, ancient cleaning supplies. I can't tell you how many homes I've been in. And of course, the cleaning supply cupboard, whether it's under the sink or wherever it is, is usually very well jam packed. But so often there's things in there that are so old, um, people have said to me, well, I got those from my parents when they were downsizing. <laughs> um, some of those cleaning supplies, I think after 10, 20 years, you know, might be time to let some of those go. So those are some of the physical things that I encourage people to start with, just just to get that sense of getting the ball going here. We're really moving forward. Well, it seems like now some of those things seem obvious, and it sounds like you're just going around with a garbage bag and throwing a bunch of stuff away. Uh, I mean, do you recommend you go through, just kind of make a circuit through the house, or should you start in one room and just do everything in that room, or or time it and say, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes? I mean, because I, when, I, when you talk about this, I still feel a little overwhelmed about, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, I think I got one of those. Oh, oh yeah, I think I got one of those, too. And, oh, just the food, you know, and all. So uh, right. how, how, how can we take, yeah, how can we even parse that down into maybe even a, a quicker than a quick win? Sure. Well, sometimes it's, uh, some people like to go by category, sort of the KonMari idea of I'm only going to strictly work on clothes or strictly work on books. And that's okay. If that works for someone, by all means, have at it. Uh, other people need something that's kind of based geographically mm -hmm. um, in order for them to stay focused. So they can start with one room. Now, when they're starting with one room, what I usually like to do is to pick a, a pointing a place to start, uh, such as the actual doorway to the room, or pick one corner of the room and decide that's going to be your starting point and work around that room from top to bottom and left to right. That's okay. one of the easiest ways for people to maintain their focus. Yeah. You know, where have I actually been? Other times it could just be, let's say, a bureau, like the bureau behind me. If mm -hmm. I wanted to do some decluttering, why don't I start with the top drawers and then I can work down through the bottom drawers. Uh, for some people, just those top two drawers may be overwhelming. So setting a timer for them is actually helpful. They'll say, you know what, I'm gonna do this for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And oftentimes they find um, that they still have enough energy to keep going and they can actually finish the bottom drawers. Right. So it's one of these sort of a mystery for people to figure out what's gonna work best for them. And of course, there's a little bit of trial and error involved. One thing I do know is that it's almost never a good idea to start with sentimental items. Oh yeah. You know, don't don't go to the area where you keep your family photos or where your your yearbooks are or, or every greeting card you've ever received over the years. Start with some of the other stuff, the low-hanging fruit, um, the, again, that gives you this idea that, you know, I, I can do this. I can do it. Not only uh, did I work my 15 minutes, but I can actually set the timer again and do another 15 minutes. Right. Well, what about, let's talk a little bit about maybe, is there other low-hanging fruit than that obvious low-hanging fruit? Um uh, Maybe or or what would you go th go to next? You know, still not maybe. I think you probably want to leave the sentimental stuff for the very end. Is am I correct? 
I think that's a, a okay. good idea. That's what seems to be, you know, the best for most people um, is, again, to get a sense of accomplishment and work on things. Uh, paper, of course, we know is something mm -hmm. where a lot of people freeze up when it comes to dealing with their paper. You know, they could clutter other areas of the home, but when it comes to paper, it gets, you know, it gets very icky very quickly. And mostly that's all fear-based. So usually what I uh, suggest clients do is just identify why they're so fearful for one you know what what is their big fear usually it's an IRS audit or mm -hmm. the idea of um, I'm gonna need this someday and I really want to have it when I do need it so identifying what your comfort level is can be helpful um, and again starting off with things that aren't gonna rock your boat too much mm -hmm. you know for instance old magazines um, three-year-old utility bills unless you need those for tax purposes and of course with paper we always advise people to check with their accountant or consider you know what is their um, you know what is their comfort level for what they need to keep for tax purposes uh, could they go into the area where they keep their owner manuals and identify some of the manuals for things they don't even own um, could someone do something as rash as recycle the owner manual that came with something that they just purchased because for the most part I would say well over 95% of everything that's produced nowadays the owner manual is actually accessible online right um, so could they be so brave as to do that uh, and of course you know asking some of the questions as far as where could I get this information again if I needed it? Uh, what would be the worst thing that would happen if I let go of this particular piece of paper? Should I consider scanning, perhaps, mm -hmm. in order to keep a digital version of this piece of paper but actually let the paper go? Right. Well, listen, I want to, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about a couple of those maybe more sensitive areas, like the the uh, memorabilia and the sentimental items, but I also want to talk about clothing, too, because I know that's got to be part of a decluttering plan. So we're with Julie Ulmer, Minding Your Manor, and we'll be right back. Now, there's a place just for you. Life can be busy, and you still have to keep it all together. That's why you like to be organized and in control. Introducing MyOrganize.life, a special place where you can get ideas and solutions to organize what's important to you, your important papers, your important decisions, your important life events. We show you the ideas and products to stay organized in your life. See what's new. Stop by and say hello. Visit us at any time at www.MyOrganize.life. It's just for you. MyOrganize.life by Smead. Find us at www.MyOrganize.life. MyOrganize.life. We're back now on Keeping You Organized, talking about uh, how to get some quick wins when decluttering uh, with Julie Ulmer, Minding Your Manor. And Julie, uh, before the break, we, we did talk about those really, really quick ones, the things that, you know, don't uh, you really don't use anymore, uh, just 
mismatched Tupperware, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and yeah. we, you know, got into paper, which, you know, paper decluttering, it could probably be two or three episodes of the podcast on its own. I know that, but uh, we don't want to go that specific into those areas. But let's talk about a couple other areas, especially ways we can get quick wins. How about clothing? How can we get some uh, quick wins with, uh, you know, decluttering without, you know, pulling our whole, you know, closet out and throwing it on the middle of the floor and going through one by one? Right. Um, one of the things I think everybody uh, is quote unquote guilty of is having clothes that may be on one size or another of the actual size that they wear, mm -hmm. you know, because we're, we're all human beings and we gain weight and we lose weight and we get in shape and we're out of shape or, you know, maybe we have babies, um, et cetera. So I think that it's, I think it's up to the individual to determine um, whether they think that everybody's ideas, oh, I'm totally going to lose the weight, I'm going to get back into those clothes from college, or I'm, you know, I'm never going to be that big, I hope to never be that big. So I think that it's important for people to also understand that if they were to, let's say, let go of clothing that they used to fit into, but they don't anymore, Let's say they lose the weight and they get back into shape. Guess what? One of the easiest things is in this country to purchase again, <laughs> if if you need to, and that's clothing. Right. But it's also a reward. You know, if in fact you've lost the weight and now you're feeling great, how about rewarding yourself with something nice, something new to wear that is actually fits you, that's actually in style as right. well. Yeah, um, colors also, change, right? I mean, I mean, the yeah. styles change even. Yeah. I like to challenge people to find a piece of clothing in their wardrobe that the elastic screeches like a little girl and goes eek when they touch it because it's so old. So the really old stuff, perhaps, um, and you know, it's got a ring around the collar because it's been pushed to the back of the closet for a number of years. Those are, are good pieces. And a lot of stuff that people will put in bins and then they put in their attic or a garage basement or what have you, when they put it away, it looked perfectly clean and awesome. But when you pull it out, sometimes the heat of attics uh, or the temperature of where the clothing is being stored, they'll pull something out and all of a sudden they see a lot of stains. And mm -hmm. that's really typical for baby clothing, um, little children's clothing. So, you know, there's some more low-hanging fruit for right, you. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think we've don't fit. Yeah, yeah, shoes. I was just going to bring up shoes because that's another one. Or that hurt your feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, some gals are they're they're going to wear shoes that hurt their feet. Um, but you know, if you've worn a pair of shoes a few times and you dread putting them on, that's telling you something. Right. Right. Okay. Well, now we have to um, address the fact about maybe the sentimental items. I know. Yeah. You don't ever want to make quick decisions on those, but maybe we do want to make some quick wins. And, and do you have any stories on how you can make some quick wins, maybe with some clients or what we can do with some of this, you know, memorabilia or sentimental kind of items? Yeah. Um, you know, for instance, greeting cards, that's always something that I come across with clients, lots and lots of greeting cards. Uh, I think that one of the things we should identify is why are we keeping holiday cards from year mm -hmm. to year to year, especially if those people are on our holiday list that we're going to be exchanging cards with again. Mm -hmm. So perhaps is it, uh, is it a good idea to identify the really special greeting cards for the 
the sympathy or perhaps for the birthday mm. and then possibly the holiday cards because you know typically if you've exchanged them once or twice that kind of carries on for some time so that could be something um, trophies ribbons um, you know accolades along those lines how long are we going to keep those trophies from you know middle school soccer or from high school mm -hmm. baseball what have you uh, and studies are showing now that the idea of taking a picture of something that you actually are going to let go of the, the physical belonging, the 3D inanimate object, is working. The idea of taking a picture is reserving that forever memory of, let's say, the trophies or the certificates of award, for example. Mm. Um, pictures of them are just as good, it seems, uh, to our psychological mind as the actual of possession itself. Um, back to the clothing thing, a lot of parents want to keep a few pieces of their children's, uh, you know, the, the little clothes they wore when they were mm -hmm. toddlers or babies. Well, how many pieces do you actually need to keep? And are we keeping the truly special ones? Um, I've, you know, an entire bin from a child's entire first year where do we anticipate that child in 18 years? Where do we anticipate? What are they going to do with it? Right. You know, here's the bin from your first year of life, son. <laughs> How about, you know, one or two special baby blankets and maybe, you know, one or two special pieces of clothing because they're not going to last that well over the years. Right. So those are a few things I could think of. Awesome. Well, Julie, uh, we're just about out of time. I want to give you the opportunity to talk about minding your manner and uh, what kinds of services you provide and how people can get a hold of you. Great. Um, I'm helping with general decluttering, downsizing, uh, moving and relocating, such as unpacking, uh, and I'm helping uh, those with uh, hoarding behavior and those in the hoarding population as well. Um, I am servicing this wonderful area around Albany, New York, and the Berkshires of Western Massachusetts, um, right here in the beautiful Hudson Valley of upstate New York. And people can reach me by going to my website, which is Minding Your Manor, M-A-N-O-R dot com. Uh, they can email me at Julie at Minding Your Manor and certainly find me on most of the social media platforms. And right. I'd love to engage with people and uh, talk and find out what their decluttering challenges are. All right. Well, folks, there you have it. You have some quick wins now. You can, uh, even when you're done listening to this podcast, go or watching this podcast, depending on whether you're watching or listening, go do a couple quick things, get some quick wins, and maybe that will motivate you to move even further. Uh, we'll have Julie's contact information as well on our podcast page at smeed.com slash podcast and uh, other programs that Julie's been involved in. We talk about a lot of different things with Julie, so she's a regular on this uh, program. So, uh, now, now, when you get those quick wins done, get it done and get back next time for our next episode of Keeping You Organized. Keeping You Organized is brought to you by Smead Manufacturing. Visit us at www.smead.com. Smead has been dedicated to finding innovative ways to help you get organized for over 100 years. We are a woman-owned business, and the majority of our products are made right here in the USA. If you enjoyed this episode of Keeping You Organized, we would love to get your feedback. You can do that by leaving a comment at smead.com forward slash podcast or on the iTunes page for this show. We also encourage you to let others know about this show by mentioning it on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. 
You can find out complete information about what was talked about in this episode, plus see links to all of our podcasts by going to our podcast page at smeed.com forward slash podcast. Keeping You Organized is produced by Leanne Thompson, Executive Producer Gail Taylor, Technical Director Ben Schmidt, and I'm your host, John Hunt, from Smead.com. Keeping You Organized is copyright 2017, Smead Manufacturing.